Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There are a lot of questions about the death of flight attendant Christine Becerra. But there are a lot of troubling questions as well about how information and conversations have been handled by everyone. That includes everyone from the police to all of us. questions surrounding the results of a survey that says only 25%, one-fourth, no, ng mga respondents sa Metro Manila ang gusto magpa-vaccinate against COVID-19. Bakit ganyan kababa? Mula po sa Quezon City, ako si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. At ako si Inday Espina Varona. It's January 11, 2021. Ito ang Teka-Teka, balita para sa mga huli sa balita. Pag-usapan nga natin yung case ni Christine Dacera specifically how the media covered the investigations. No? Araw-araw, ang dami-daming umiikot from victim blaming to premature disclosure and attacks against, we don't even know what to call them now anymore. Whether mm. Are they suspects? Are they persons of interest? Mm. No? At lahat from minor to top officials, we all give them equal space. No? So, hindi mo alam kung ano talaga and that doesn't help um, people who are following the case. Hindi lang sa media, hindi. Social media as well. It, that's a question that goes all the way to all of us as individuals on Facebook, on Twitter, on social media platforms. Kasi the reality is, with or without the reporting from media, this became a, a viral sensation and people were talking about it. People were sharing information about it, and people were, as you said, speculating not just about Christine, not just about her death, but the life that she led, uh, the circumstances around her death, the life of her friends, the life of people, the lives of people around her, and all of these speculations without us without anybody actually knowing the first basic thing about her death, which is, was it just a natural death or was she in fact murdered? And when, if we're talking about that basic question that nobody has the answer to right now, we'll have to also discuss how officials handled the investigations from the get-go. Exactly. And that starts with the police, specifically the Makati police. Because as we all know, the chief of the Makati police, and then quickly backed up by the heads of the national police, very, very quick to frame this as a murder, not just a murder, but a rape murder. And look at the dominoes that were set in place by one simple statement from the police. People started speculating and calling them on social media as suspects. We're referring to the friends of Christine. People 
casually said she was a rape and murder victim, which she may yet turn out to be, but people were saying this without basis and without any evidence. And on top of that, Senator Manny Pacquiao offered a bounty. The chief of the national police threatened them with a manhunt. And then the police started talking as if the burden of evidence was turned upside down. Lumabas kayo at magkwento kayo kung wala kayong kinakatakot. Totally ignoring the demands of rule of law and of investigations na mag-imbestiga muna kayo and then ask questions. Tama ka dyan, Rob, because when people are crying for justice for Christine and everybody wants that, huwag din natin kalimutan na pag ito lumawak no, sa buong population and we're talking about the justice that everyone deserves, police behavior, police procedures and protocols are very important pillars ng tinatawag natin na justice system. And if that is broken, then that house is going to be weakened substantially. And then all of this goes down until the conversation even turns in Congress to make it a reason to discuss the return of capital punishment. Now, another thing that we all already know, pharmaceutical companies have started releasing their COVID vaccines to the market. Governments have started applying for emergency use authorities and certifications for these vaccines. But as health experts have been saying, it does not end with creating a vaccine. The bigger challenge is access, getting everybody vaccinated. And it's not as simple as that. But there is also another challenge, and that is that if surveys are any gauge, parang ang dami-dami ng tao na ayaw magpa-vaccine. Now we asked Josa Quinones, to look into this for us. Only 25% of people from Metro Manila ang willing mabakunahan laban sa COVID. Ito ang ay sa tugon ng MASA survey conducted by Okta Research. Halos 50% ang nagsabing hindi pa nila masabi kung magpapabakuna sila o hindi, kahit na certified safe and effective ang magiging bakuna. And 25% ang nagsabing hindi sila kukuha ng vaccine. This survey shows na mababa ang confidence ng publiko sa bakuna. But this wasn't always the case. Nagsimula ang Philippine Expanded Program on Immunization in 1976, kung saan nagka-mass vaccine program laban sa mga sakit tulad ng polio, measles o tigdas, at tetanus. In the 90s, the Department of Health started Oplan Alis Disease. Led by Secretary Juan Flavier, the program reached more than 95% vaccination coverage, and in some health centers, it went above 100%. Dahil dito, Unti-unting na-eliminate ang mga vaccine-preventable diseases. Declared polio-free ang Pilipinas in 2000. Zero cases ng measles in 2005. And neonatal tetanus was declared eliminated in 2017. Pero mula 2010, nagsimulang dumami ang mga batang hindi nababakunahan. Naging controversial ang anti-dengue vaccine na Dengvaxia. Ayon sa report ng Verifiles, kumalat ang fake news tungkol sa unverified death toll conspiracy theories, at mga health hoaxes at scam. Ang National Immunization Program ay kasama sa preventive and promotive healthcare segment ng DOH. But in recent years, tila bumaba ang budget para dito. Mula sa 61 billion peso budget in 2016, naging 39.5 billion na lamang ito in 2017, 37 billion sa 
at 32 billion sa 2019. For COVID, according to Budget Secretary Wendell Avisado, handa gumastos ang gobyerno ng 73 billion pesos para sa bakuna. The funds will come from the Bayanihan Act 1, the 2021 budget, and additional loans. Ang target ay 50 to 60 million vaccinated Filipinos. So the challenge now is to bring back the confidence of the public for vaccines. And if we are taking from the lessons of the past, the best way to do this is to communicate the science well. These are things we should consider. Maraming salamat, Diyos Aquinones. Okay, 2021, one of the biggest stories, of course, is that in the United States, Joe Biden is set to become its new president. But the lead up to that has been so chaotic. I mean, that's that's to say the least. That's the understatement of this very young year. We all know the chaos and the violence that went into what's now being called the storming of the U.S. Capitol and the fallout from that. Donald Trump, the outgoing president, has been banned from Twitter, from Facebook, and the entire U.S. polity is really moving to not only isolate but to silence Trump and, for that matter, a very, very real following, it seems. We asked Carl Javier to look into the ramifications and the implications of what went on at the U.S. Capitol. By now, we all know that there's one less user on Twitter. The Twitter-in-chief, Donald Trump, has now been permanently banned from Twitter and Facebook. It doesn't stop there. Reddit took down Trump-related threads, Twitch took down streams, and even platforms are getting blocked. Apple took down Parler, where Trump and his supporters were heading in light of this. And Stripe stopped processing payments for Trump's campaign. This isn't just the takedown of one person, though. Oh, kasi ang ultimate question mo talaga is, how do you strike the balance between accountability on the platform and at the same time, the original vision of letting a free market of ideas play out? But also more than that, I think, is the question of do the things that we do to stop the abuse actually endanger also the rights to free expression. While we're talking of all that, may nakita kong article online. Kanina lang, says na si Tim Berners-Lee, the creator of the World Wide Web, is remaking the digital world and actually launching a new system where he says we are going to build a fairer more decentralized internet. Yeah, he says. And the ironic thing, of course, is the original vision for the internet was precisely, as you said, to be a fair, decentralized internet. What is going to be new about this project? I think what's more important to emphasize is not so much what is supposedly new, but what was the original old vision for the internet? Nico Bolante tells us more about this initiative by Tim Berners-Lee. Tim Berners-Lee invented the World Wide Web 30 years ago. It became the universally accepted way of accessing the internet. Tim submitted an information management proposal that essentially allowed users to write, format, and interlink content through hypertext. The web was primarily a platform for publishing information. But today, 
The web is populated by companies that are after user data. Tim Berners-Lee is doing something to remake the digital world. The vision of Solid is that anything and everything can be on Solid. Any app you write can store data and will store data on Solid. Any app that you use will ask you which Solid platform um, to store the data on. And so that means that the Solid world ecosystem should include everything. Interrupt introduced its server software for enterprises and government agencies back in November. Interrupt can help serve consumers who are used to having their personal data hoovered up and occasionally mishandled by big tech companies. Berners-Lee says the online world has gone astray. Too much power and too much personal data, he says, reside with the tech giants like Google and Facebook. He says they have become surveillance platforms and gatekeepers of innovation. Interrupt's initial business model is to charge licensing fees for its commercial software, which uses the solid open-source technology but has enhanced security, management, and developer tools. Maraming salamat, Nico Bolante. Before we end this episode, Puma Podcast is producing a three-part series on the legacy, work, and killing of Filipino botanist Leonard Ko. It is produced with support from Internews Earth Journalism Network. It's a very important story, one that Puma Podcast and our producer, Trisha Aquino, is very proud to start 2021 off with. Here's a preview of episode one on our series on the life and legacy of botanist Leonard Ko. Ko said, if the Philippine environment is to heal and thrive, we literally have to go back to our roots. And then, a decade ago in Kanangalete, while leading studies into indigenous trees, Leonard Ko himself was cut down. Killed by Philippine soldiers in what government says was an operation against communist rebels. Media reports say government soldiers shot on Leonard and his team using as many as 250 bullets. The soldiers say the victims were merely caught in the crossfire between them and the New People's Army. In this special three-part series of Teka Teka, with support from Internews' Earth Journalism Network, we look at Leonard Koss' legacy. What was the impact of his research? How has the pursuit of justice for his murder gone? And a decade since, kumusta na? How are the people like Leonard who have made it their mission to take care of Philippine biodiversity? This is the first episode of Leonard Ko, A Taxonomy of Justice, a Puma podcast production. I'm your host, Trisha Aquino. Follow our page, Teka Teka, for more news stories and Puma Podcast for more updates on our new podcast. Muli ako po si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. At ako si Inday Espina Varona. Teka Teka, like Puma Podcast, is available on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. 
This episode was produced by our executive producer, Kat Ventura. It was edited by Carl Sayat. The reports from Joseph Quinones, Carl Javier, and Nico Bolante. Maraming salamat po. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.